putting the fight in faster than light. Welcome to Cosmopunk. Engines of Hatred, a homebrew Starfinder story featuring the crew of the Leica 7. I am Pan, I play Baphomet, Cobalt Android Mystic, and Captain Leica 7. If found, please return to Leica 7, care of Ryder Maxim. I'm RJ, I play V, uh, Vest Mechanic, and Fly Guy, their drone. Uh, V's the ship's original designer, slash mechanic, slash warranty, slash best with duct tape. I'm Cypher, and I play Ryder, a stealthy operative Yosaki Otter. I'm also the pilot of the Leica 7. I'm Ty, and I play Radar, a cyborg mechanic coyote and a bundle of nervous energy, also the weapons officer of the Leica 7. But for this campaign, I'll be the GM. In the last episode, the crew were able to hitch an unsolicited ride on a commercial grain hauler, smuggling themselves and their ship into the El Ritchie system. Ryder took this opportunity to sneak around the freighter on foot, gathering as much intelligence as possible about the dreaded Arkan Beta and his planetary empire but the crew's next challenge will prove far more deadly. Part 4. Like a Stone <laughs> Right, I hope someone's written up notes and they're ready to do them in character. I have indeed made it. Well, I did. I read them in character last time. That's fine. Well, yeah, do a refresher then. Okay, so, I was asked three questions. One, where are we? Two, where is the warhead? And three, where does Archon Beta live? Where are we? We are in the El Ritchie system. Where is the warhead? Uh, dunno. It's probably going to be on Eunice and Fumia, because they are high security systems and civilian ships have been told not to enter those two. And where does Archon Beta live? Dunno. On the datapad there is a load of uh, recorded messages from the captain, data logs. You might want to have a peruse through those, might be some information in there that we can glean. They are shipping grain to um, somewhere in this system, and the transom has recently been repaired on silo number three. <coughs> yes. yes, good. Well, that doesn't give us much to otherwise, but we can probably still find I out guess. where it's going from there. Well, we've got a good lead in that Unisthemia might be the best place to start looking, because it's the most heavily guarded place. Mm. Mm. Well, there's two systems, Unus and Thumia. We could probably have a look through some of this, uh, these data logs, if you want. That's the point. Uh, are they like hollow logs or vocal or what? It's audio logs. That's the word, audio, not vocal. Vocal logs, yes, they're vocal logs. Well, uh, spoken word logs. Uh, we, we listen to all of them, you have to read all of them out. Ty. You're going to have to do like ten minutes. In, yeah, <laughs> You're yeah, going to yeah. have to write them up for yeah, Captain Kirk voice. First off, I hate you. <laughs> you guys are going to gather around in the galley. I'm guessing the Lycas, like, tending to be a, a small asteroid right now. Yeah. Yeah, just floating. I mean, I, I guess it could find prepared. us somewhere inside a hollow asteroid if we want to power it's, back up. It's fine. No one's coming around here. He says, rolling a percentile dice to see if that's true. It is. Random patrol. So, you all sit down and you start playing the logs, and... This guy likes to make logs about fucking everything. And it takes several hours to sift through it all. Um, a couple of things that catch your eye. One, it appears that the Arkan Empire is very, very similar, almost modelled on the Islandi Empire. 
uh, in its layout and sort of the semi-religious zeal within. Um, but it's a lot more feudal uh, than the Islanti Empire. There are literally peasants in this one, all the way up to Star Lords, mm-hmm. who the Arkan likes to fancy himself as. No one really has direct communication with the Arkan, uh, apart from a few of his menials, from what this captain knows. Um, he said to harbour some incredibly powerful weaponry, but, you know, who doesn't when you're a Star-Lord? And that there are rumours that he could destroy planets with a thought. It's that kind of, you know, so weird air of mystery. Uh, you guys, however, are Big Emperor grounded. time. Yeah, and you can see right through that. But it basically, it looks like there's a man who set himself up as a religious figure and has created a small empire of zealots. Yeah, that's just space propaganda, isn't it? Uh, so it's going to be more. Do you guys have any questions that you'd like to basically ask the datapad to see if he can find any any search queries? Reference search Archon Beta. Yeah, definitely. Archon Beta is not a place. It is his name. Archon mm-hmm. is his title. Beta is his name. His name is Beta. Yeah. Oh wow! Beta. I thought his first name was Archon. No. Somebody, no, Bath, make a culture roll. Uh huh. Twenty-three. You're sat. They are listening to, and this name comes up a couple of times as you're listening through the long, dreary locks. You remember, uh, almost like a past life. It sort of hits you. Arkan is a title, and you've heard it before. And the naming style of Alpha, Beta, you know, Theta, Delta, Delta. and all that. Epsilon, Beta. That's a surprisingly common naming convention for a small circle of planets where you did a tour, or you think you did a tour, in a previous life. Uh, Sort of just to the south of the Diaspora, where all those um, planets are. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, So, yeah, Bath Bath relays that to the others. It says, um, I I can't remember entirely. As you know, things are still a little hazy. But this seems familiar. Hey, what does? This, and she conveys about the naming convention of blah, 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 the others. I'm not going to yeah. repeat it <laughs> verbatim. Like your your All unique right. position uh, allows you to basically define populations by their naming conventions, mm. like down to the planet. So you can be like, yeah, we've got a name like that. They're probably from around here. Yeah, she's she's very well. She was very much the kind of uh, everybody everybody's princess kind of character. She she'd know people. She, oh, you're from so and so. I remember they had cakes yeah. there, delicious, and so on. Very Princess Diana in that respect. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Am I right saying it's more like a t- it would be more like a title tie? Ar- Arkan is a title, yes. Yeah. And Arkan's more like a title. He would be uh, a Well, I see. Bloody humans. You give them an inch and they take a galaxy. <laughs> uh, at least that gives us something to go on, though. Yeah, well, we have a name now. We have a title. Mm-hmm. The best part is that uh, now we have a title, we can easily find him. We can just ask around at most. We just need to find somewhere that's populated enough and uh, people are willing to talk a lot for money. Yeah. Yeah. Also, we need um, a good cover story for being here and getting into these high security systems. Bear in mind that civilian ship wasn't allowed in there, and they're supplying this entire region with green. They were a lot bigger than us, though, and a lot worse at cloaking. I did check inside those silos, by the way. They looked like they had bags of grain in them. I probably could have cut one open, but I didn't know what uh, security there was in there. I didn't want to risk high, high security mm, high grain. Security Each one covered in nanites. I didn't want to risk setting an alarm off before we had any information. Just to assuage you, uh, Ryder, 
if you had gone in there, it would have triggered a warning on the bridge. I know. Because <laughs> <laughs> people don't like having their grain stolen. In terms I know. Of green, green warnings. Green alert. I, I'm green. onto your bullshit, Ty. I knew full well what would happen if I went in there. Look, I'm just going to put some dangly carrots out there if you go for them, you know. But, um, anyway, yeah. I think we should. Um, we should. I think we should make our way down there and uh, see what we can scope out. If we I mean, how close can we get to orbit without being detected? You reckon? I mean, we've got pretty. We've got pretty like smart, cloaky shit going on. We should be able to get pretty close. We can go invisible yeah. on radar, and unless somebody is looking out of the window, they're not going to be seeing us. Right. Any other questions for the data stuff? Is there anything on the planetary defences around? Uh, the uh, skipper mentions that he's sailed past the systems once or twice they they won't let you sort of hyperspace through them they'll let you stop and you go around the edge and he says he's seen what he just what he refers to as the barrier does he mention around. anyone like he's had as a contact Thumia. no he says most of the the brain is is handled by uh, a lower menial uh, he doesn't give a name he just it's like it's very sort of like that guy this guy sort of thing you know? mm. Um, mm. usually there's he mentions that there is a big cargo sort of hub that the Empire seems to feed off of, and that's where the grain's going, so it could probably be distributed out to the planets that need it. We should probably head to that I reckon. If nothing else, yeah, we're going to get information on where, on where we're likely to find data. Um, a question for the uh, the data bank. Data, any data on Unis or Thumia? There is data on Thumia. There's the aforementioned barrier, which doesn't get many, like doesn't really get expanded on. Right. Um, that's around Thumia. Uh, there's not really much on Eunice. Oh. Uh, I guess that means Thumia might be a good place to start. Yeah. Uh, he mentions that Thumia he thinks it's sort of like a bit feudal in there, but he's going off based on what his best friend's ex-wife's third cousin's roommate told him sort of thing. Oh, a half-read Facebook post. Yes. What if we camp at the, at the edge of this planetary barrier and just observe until we see a ship fly into it? And no, learn as much as we can about how to get past it, then use that to forge our own way. I don't know. That could work. I, the thing is, if it doesn't work, we're fucked. Oh no, we don't need to actually pass through the barrier until we've seen another ship do it. Observe what they do. Try and pick up any codes they transmit. Any. Uh... Oh, okay, yeah, I like that. We can at least observe what happens when um, a ship goes through the barrier. Mm. Yeah. Hell, if we can latch onto a ship trying to get through the barrier. Maybe it'll yeah, not very good at doing that. Let's watch the ship go through first, just in case there's some kind of scan or check or something. There. Mm. Yeah, good plan. Oh yeah, that's the idea. You do have the nav coordinates for the Thumia system as well. Right then. I think that's a good place to start. Okay, so yeah, Ryder is going to set course for the barrier. It's orbiting Thumia. The barrier uh, mm. shrouds the Thumia system. The coordinates you have will put you inside the Thumia system, but you think... If you change a few numbers, you could probably arrive outside of it rather than dying. Yeah, which would be preferable. So, yeah, I'll do that. So, of course, for the Thumia sector. Thumia system, right. Pilot roll. Mm. Okay. Don't roll the one. <laughs> okay, oh, that, is a, we should, that is a nine plus 14. Yeah, we should probably roll the one, you'd still get 15. So, you jet towards the Thumia system. You are in transit for about two minutes and then you arrive at the coordinates. The nebula here is a little brighter. <laughs> you arrive outside of the Thumia system uh, in some super-orbiting, basically the crap field. There's all sorts out here. There's rocks, there's bits of wreckage, there's an old shopping trolley, you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, uh, Ryder's going to look for something that she can hide in the shadow of, or sort of latch onto, like an asteroid or something. Yeah, there's a, a, a piece of, of rock debris that you could move towards. Okay, ladies, I'm putting us in behind this rock. Just to show nuzzling in behind the rock or more, you get two pings. Hmm. It's, a, it's a reverberation that literally runs through the hull. How are they pinging us in space? I think we're being scanned by something. Uh, Baffy, can you get on the science station and see if, see if we're being scanned? You got it. Let's on the science station. Um, what do I roll for that, Ty? Roll a d20 plus yours. Computers? Computers! Computers. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. That's, uh, that's 13. That's enough. You you are being scanned, but the scans haven't picked up anything. But more importantly, the scans aren't entirely mechanical in nature. There appears to be some kind of psionic machine or machines that are trying to detect you. In that case, I don't have any way to like do like any kind of psychic shield. But can no, I? The, oh, go on. Luckily, the Leica is equipped for this kind of thing. You are a stealth ship. Psionics is not a new science. Um, the Leica has a, a very, very good psionic ability. If, for example, if you tried to look at the Leica bath with your psychic abilities while it was stealthed, it would look like be looking at glass. Hmm. You just it, you couldn't look at you it. You see the back of your own head. I feel like we spent a lot of money on this on this like psychic dampener for the ship that we told them. That's where all our money went, right? Yeah, well, yeah. Well, you know, you managed to spend thirty-two thousand credits from the last. You know, God, we didn't them. drink all of it. We spent some of it on the ship. We got very very drunk, and in uh, a fit of peak that I can only describe as radar constructing, like your ship now has psionic stealth. But no, I don't. No, that's that's fine. That's cool. I'm okay with that. I I was under the impression that the ship had stealth in all realms of stealth ability. Ryan probably would have insisted on that if she's flying the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff on the woman. I guarantee it is an ability to do that as well. So yeah. Yeah. So, but you you get behind the ship. Uh, behind the debris, and I'm guessing you power down. Yes. You power down, and you drift. The, the rock is orbiting, and it slowly rolls you back into the starlight. And you look up, and you can see... Well, it's mind-boggling, the array that is before you. It is a series of spheres that describe a giant sphere around a star system. Hmm. There must be billions of these things. Hmm. And they stretch... Away to the left, to the right, up and down, slowly arcing, sort of away from you. Are they building a Dyson sphere? You've only got your visual scanning right now because you, you know, powered down the ship. Mm. But these, it looks like it's hundreds of little white dots, oh, and every okay. so often there'd be a bigger dot and then more dots. A Dyson, not quite sphere. I mean, <laughs> we can't use the um, the scanners, but does anyone have like a telescope or a spyglass or something? Make a, somebody make a memory roll, so whatever I the can, fuck that would be. I can cut my hands around my eyes. <laughs> v just um, looks like a pint glass. Oh, and okay. Somebody make a will roll. Oh, someone better make a will roll. Did, did, you, did you make the roll? I mean, I could have done it, but if you want to make the roll... Uh, well, I rolled five total, so... You right. make the will roll, but... Uh, yeah, I'll make the will roll, it's fine. 27. 27. Radar has a set of binoculars in his room. Okay, uh, Ryder's going to scuttle off now that the ship is parked and go and get <laughs> Radar's binoculars out from all of his um, all junk. Of the, the junk in his room. <laughs> it's mm. wire and copper. <clears throat> he 
you go in there, and it is. A, it looks like an explosion in a in a metal factory. <sighs> I complained about his room half as much as he complains about mine. <laughs> but there's no gravel in it, so you know. Well, not anymore. <laughs> it's in the mashed potato. <laughs> yeah. You find the binoculars. They're hung up under a, a jacket. Okay. Uh, she's gonna rub the the coyote crud off the one under them. They're in good nick. <laughs> <laughs> They've still got coyote crud on them. And bring them to the bridge. Don't like you assassinating my character when he's not here to defend himself. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did the same to Ryder, so... <laughs> did I? Did I? <laughs> yes. I think the word weeb was used ten times. Weeb <laughs> is used to her face. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay, so it's okay to assassinate a character when they're standing there right in front of you. Yes. Yeah, she's, never actually, she's never actually disagreed, though. Yeah, precisely. <laughs> if you poke something with a stick and it squeaks, you're going to poke it again. I mean, all, all I'm saying is that we've all, we've all seen the the, the, the hug pillows. With <laughs> the the Dakimura. Yeah, the Dakimo, the Dakimura with a, with a bishy soki on them. We've seen them. Yes. <laughs> we don't see them, but, you, but she's put them into stealth mode, so she can't miss <laughs> She's good at hiding her things. Di- her die whatever they are are not. <laughs> She's good at hiding things, including herself. You get the binoculars. Uh, we can use these. Let's have a look at what um, those those white things are. Uh, she sort of holds them up. I imagine they're more human sized than otter sized, so Baffy can share the other lens if she wants. Ah, nice, yeah. Yeah. So you you between you all, I'm sure you all have a share of the binoculars. Uh, I'm not going to make you roll perceptions. Yes, I am. Roll perceptions, but <laughs> for the binoculars. <laughs> Uh, 19 plus 5. 33. Mm. 21. Oh, I'm to find. Well, Ryder got 33, but Bath got 21, so I think we can just go with the 33. Yeah, okay, so I'm guessing you relate <laughs> yeah, this to everyone, Ryder. Uh, hold on, I think I might have beaten 33. 19, 20, 25, 26, 28, 29. Ah, oh, 30, boo. Oh. <laughs> that was a really good roll. I got excited. <laughs> Alright, so the creatures with the correct amount of eyes actually be able to. <laughs> um, <laughs> But basically, you, you look up and you start at the nearest one, which is actually one of the smaller dots. And it looks like a pearlescent white sphere with a red light that flashes occasionally in the middle. Okay, and then, is there any other sort of detail on it? No, it is entirely white. It flashes red. You look along and you go to the bigger ones. And the bigger ones are a little more interesting because it looks like they're a bigger pearlescent sphere with a red flashing light in the middle with four of the little ones attached at a north, south, east and west point. How big is this structure? Well, you have no frame of reference <laughs> for how big these things are. The bigger ones, occasionally the spheres will rotate around the central one. But they don't rotate just like left, 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 left. They go left, forwards, backwards, It's a right. center array. Yeah, and it, it scans. And yeah, have a plot point, Baff. Hey. Nice. Baff who couldn't see anything goes, that's a sensor array? <laughs> Yeah, you can see anything, and then people are describing this to you like, well, it's a sensor array, it's obvious. <laughs> Obviously, sure. Have a, give yourself a plot point. <laughs> you still have radar points to cash in as well. Yes. So, that's a sensor array, that thing's looking at us. I'm willing to bet that's what scanned us when we entered this, um, this part of space. Hmm. Now, we have two options. We can try and sneak through it as is, or we wait for a ship, however long that may take and see what happens when it goes through and then wait some more time and try and latch onto another ship and see what happens when it goes through or we could take that sensor out or we oh, blow it out of the sky. 
They'll probably notice if part of their sensor array suddenly stops doing the yeah, thing. Yeah, that's, that's going to that's draw some attention. I think we should save the thermonuclear missiles for when the shit hits the <laughs> Unless we can uh, capture an asteroid, like sling the asteroid into it and pretend it was an accident. So when you said that there was there was no frame of reference how big it is, but like, are we, are we doing things like bigger than say uh, a small moon? What are we doing with here? No, gen- like genuinely, these things are suspended in space, and you've got nothing to tell how big they are. Oh, okay. Like you look at the moon, it's tiny, and that thing's like a couple of hundred miles across. You know. I got gotcha, you. Mm. I got gotcha. you. I quite like V's idea. Well, um, out of character, I quite like V's idea on this one. Ryder would hate it, but uh, we find some way of flinging some bit of space debris at one of the um, the sensor array balls and see what happens. And if they come and investigate okay. it, it's just a stray asteroid. Mm. That sounds fair. No, how do but we what do we? We're hiding an asteroid belt, right? So let's just go on these. Yeah, but how do we propel it without giving us a Oh, right. Uh, get behind it. Uh, We'll push it. Thrust. No, just latch onto it, thrust it. Probably asymmetrically, but we can still do it. I guess we could use um, one of the cargo cranes. Or just the entire ship, just latch onto it, fire it until it's going vaguely the right direction, detach, let it slam into it. Do we whatever. want to be moving too close to this thing, though? And also, if we don't have the engines, they're going to notice us. Hmm. Well, if we stay shielded from the sensors behind the asteroid while we're firing the engines... We don't, we don't know that for sure. It. We could barely even tell what it was. Mm. Oh, just spitball in it. I think we could we could probably use the um, use the cargo crane to maybe like slingshot yeah. something. Because that's entirely thing. mechanical. That won't um, make an engine signature or anything. The other thing as well, and I'll, I'll give you this one for a freebie, is it might be mechanical, but you're still going to need a source of power to power the motive components. Well, I assume there's still um, electricity running through the ship. Otherwise, there'd be no oxygen. Mm, yeah, correct. But we haven't been. But we haven't been spotted yet. So if we stay on this low power setting we're on now, we should be able to use the crane. Well, no. One of one of the payoffs for the Leica is that yes, you can go completely stealth, completely dead, invisible as far as sensors are concerned. But you can stay like it indefinitely because you start running out of oxygen. You've got scrubbers and you've got ancillary flow of the air that moves through them, but that will eventually die out. It gives you a couple of hours of complete stealth. Mm. Also, it doesn't matter for Bath because she didn't breathe oxygen. Well, no, but she's obviously with the others. <laughs> but also, Radar isn't here, so he's not using up as much oxygen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there is only two of you. If I don't need to breathe, how do I gasp all the time? <gasps> I, think, I think it's just a reflex. Bath. It's just You're a reflex. <laughs> drawing in any air. <laughs> it's the same sound as well. She just, like, plays gasp.wmv <gasps> <gasp>. plays. <laughs> <laughs> the, the exact same sound yeah exact same gasp every time oh that'd be so weird <laughs> <laughs> anyway back on on target what's um, what's the plan for this uh, I mean we estimate the range on that sensor array maybe we don't need to be in stealth if we're a good distance away if we throw something towards it and see what happens if it gets shot out of the sky or just hits it or whatever then we'll know it's even better that way yeah it's just a question of how we're going to propel something towards it or we only come out of stealth for a brief amount of time and then go back under. I figure if we're out of stealth while shielded behind rock, we've probably got the best chance possible of avoiding being detected. If we did go out, could we scan this thing, Ty? You you could try and scan it, yes. Because it's doing... Mm, okay, then well, actually, here's not. an idea. Um, everybody, everybody, make culture rolls. But bath. This is well, quite far out of your sphere, so I'm going to say half your roll. 
Uh, okay. So I got. Twelve. I got a fourteen. Oh, if I half it, it's fifteen. We still beat both of us. All right. Well, you're, you're sat there. You're looking at this again. That's really fucking weird. Also, the logistics of keeping like something this large going. What about the maintenance? Like, it, it, there's a million and one ridiculous things about this that just don't make sense. Hmm. You've been to heavily defended systems before, in the Leica, um, in other vessels. You've all had careers that have taken you far and wide across the galaxy. You've never seen anything like this. Can I use detect magic? Oh, it's too far away. I'll tell you what. Let's let's concept let's conceptualize this a bit. Throw some conceptual ideas at me about how and what you're going to do. Um, I'm still in favour of latching onto the back of an asteroid, just like burning the engines for a bit while behind the asteroid, releasing it when we're quite far away, letting it drift into one of the sensors and seeing what happens. Bear in mind as well, we'd have to spend some energy to stop, because we'd be travelling at the same speed when we let go of the asteroid. As as long as we stop while we're still in the blind spot created by the asteroid we've been shunting, that's fine. I'm down. I'm yeah. down with V's idea. I think we we, we toss something out and see what happens. Let's, and try and see by. Let lob rocks at it. I mean, not quite so indelicately, but yes. No, I want to do it exactly that indelicately. I want to fuck up that sensor. Why? I'm going to film the whole. You don't even know what it is. And that's how you find out. <laughs> you chuck rocks at it. It's constructive disassembly. <sighs> v, have you ever asked yourself why you don't have many friends? keep chucking rocks at them somewhere on a planet stood over a bunch of dead Aslanti radar is going my heart hurts <laughs> <laughs> you, if you keep chucking rocks at all of your problems people are going to walk away every time <laughs> wait what do we where do we go with this guys <laughs> I'm so, I'm sensing some real issues here, guys. Uh, I, 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 think, I think Roger's using this opportunity to sort of lay down some <laughs> some deep-seated concerns that she's had. She's been holding on to things for a long time. He's <laughs> never thrown a rock at anything that didn't need This is the problem I have with you sometimes, V. You see a problem, you throw a rock at it. Sometimes... This is definitely a case where this thing needs rocks going, don't they? I disagree. We don't completely understand what this thing is. You want to throw rocks at it? Okay, so real quick, I this 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 this, scan, this um sensor array is between us and the planet, right? It's the whole yeah, solar the, system. The right. gaps, there are gaps between it. You could certainly think you could try to ship through. Yeah, so let's try because we've got enough piloting, and if anything happens, enough engineering flex to get through. I think. I think we could probably just like snake. What they call it? Thread the needle. I think it's actually that's a bad thing. I doubt someone's going to build a sensor array system and leave gaps in it that things can get through. That'd be like building a wall but leaving holes in it that people can walk through and saying that you've built a wall. Ah, here's an idea. Why don't we chuck a rock through it instead of at it? See if that gets destroyed. Just throw the rock through it. Yeah, if nothing happens, we don't really learn anything. Whereas if we hit one of the sensor arrays, we find out how much they're paying attention to them and how delicate they are and how big they are. If we hit something and they all start shooting lasers at us and blow us up, then yes, we do know that something happens. But we'll all oh, no, be dead, so we won't be able to do it. They won't shoot at us; they'll shoot at the rock. Okay, like guys, said, how about how about we scan? How about we we scan the array and see what we can find? Because we haven't actually done more than look out the window at it. But that that gives away that we're there. Either way, we'd have to move at some point. So we either figure out what we're dealing with, or we sit here and wait for something to happen. We're going to have to do something. We need to figure out where he got it from. That's the thing that even the organization didn't know. Can and short of just turning up on the planet and saying, hey, show us this warhead, we don't have a whole lot of uh, like, well, leeway. 
and we might rate, we can't approach this planet. That's what I'm saying. Like, it might be it might be worth just going in hot because we don't have any we haven't got any sneaky way to do this anyway. It doesn't look like it. I think uh, it's time we abandon stealth mode at this point and just, just to throw rock rising. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know what? I'm down I'm down with a throwing rock. Let's do it. Alrighty. You can still do it stealthily, you just need to do it right. Pilot roll. Stealthily throw a rock. Okay. Piloting roll of 17 plus 14. 31. 31. Right. Before is... we do anything, has anyone here played this really interesting earth game that I found called Pool? 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 No, V, you swim in those. That's not a. That's ah, not hear a... me out, hear me out. I heard of this. What they do is they have a big table where they line up a bunch of balls and then they try and hit the balls into holes on other sides of the table. And do you oh, see around no. below this? That's, that's billiards. That's billiards, billiards. What's it's not possible. Like, it's just like really lame murder ball. Yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> like, even so here's with, the concept. Even with all of Bathmouth's like, cultural know-how, pool was destroyed. <laughs> millennia, <laughs> millennia ago in the Great Pool Wars, there's only billiards and snooker left. It was, great, it was the great pub entertainment world. That's when yes. it's also where darts perished. <laughs> the downfall of Weatherspoons. Legend has it that only one dartboard remains. Yeah, the Winamau. So here's the deal: if we can line up two asteroids, just in one into the other, while staying in the blind spot of the first, so we've got the best chance possible of hitting something into one of those sensor arrays while also not being detected. That is actually. Pretty good. That's yeah. actually pretty good. Actually, I like makes, it. That actually makes sense. I mean, I was always to tell you that was terrible, but that actually makes a lot of sense. I don't. I guess we do it. Okay, let's do it. All right, piloting roll. I, I just did one. Cool. It was. It was. It was thirty-one, wasn't it? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. One. So and you've lined up. Now I need another one just to make sure you don't blow up. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be where I roll the critical one and the adventure. Is. Yeah, the, the ship explodes. Yeah. The light just explodes for no roll. reason. Rolling a one doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, 10 plus 14, 24. You're fine. You you boost, it's a matter of moments to boost the ship downwards because you're lashed onto this asteroid. Release the landing gear and come to a stop and the asteroid takes off. And are we aiming it at it's, the sensor array or are we trying to get it through the gap? You're aiming this asteroid at a bigger asteroid. Okay. This asteroid careens into the bigger one with a lot of force. The smaller asteroid is atomized, just goes. And the big one is sent tumbling out of its stable orbit, where it's been since probably the start of time, towards the center. He's just filming this one cackling. <laughs> the Leica hasn't revealed itself. It's it's quite well ensconced in the... We'll call it the Briar Patch. What's that it game goes, called where you have to throw a, an ice puck down a thing and hit another ice puck? Curling? Curling. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This giant asteroid, which, you look at it, it's probably about a mile across. It goes hurtling on, gets closer and closer. And then you see the, one of the bigger dots, all of the, the spheres that rotate around it in this seemingly random fashion, all of a sudden stop and come to a point at the front. And there's a moment, and then a brilliant red laser careens out of them and smashes into this asteroid. Well, somebody write that down. Chunk hmm. off of it. What did I tell you? Lasers. All it does is succeed in bifurcating the asteroid into two. The two halves, one tumbles away and slides between two of the sensors. The sensors only appearing actually to be about 100 metres across the little ones. But the big one takes one out. Oh, nice. It's a big flash of white light. And the asteroid and the sensor are gone. Anyone here got a military background? 
Uh, guess Ryder does. Yeah, pilot school. Make mm. a roll. Military, please. Culture, um, military, or profession military, if you've got it. Well, she is an operative, and she's got a background in starships. This is very much battlefield military. Okay. So, um, if you have any of those. If not, it'll just be straight culture without any bonuses. Okay. Um, so, 15 on the dice. That's probably a 15 then, isn't it? Well, operatives get a plus 2 to any of their initiative or skill checks. That's the operative's edge thing, so can we call it, yeah. like, 17? No, but you do get your intelligence bonus to culture, not charisma, as I thought. So oh, well, my intelligence bonus. is plus 2 anyway. So, it is so that would be 17, yeah. Which yeah. is enough. You Now that you've seen this, you recognise a minefield covered by a gun turret when you see it. Huh. Well, ladies, mystery solved. I think I just worked out what those things are. Oh, okay. thank God. What is it? That big one, that's the uh, the laser turret. And those little ones, those are mines. Oh, interesting. We can just fly through them. Yeah, there we go. Right, so, you are still floating in the... Obscured by the bits of space debris around you. There is a hole, one sensor wide, in the net of sensors in front of you. Okay, well, I think we should continue uh, through the, the gap. Pilot, if you would. Bold. Roger that. 13 on the dice, plus 14. 27. You, you've still got the, the like is powered up. You see where everything is, and you boost for the gap. Do you keep accelerating? Uh, probably not, just let her drift. Maybe so coast. Yeah. coast it. Make adjustments if I need to. Okay. Just slide on through. <laughs> oh. Okay. The Leica is running at stealth, I'm guessing. Uh, can we do that? I think we can only do stealth when we haven't got the engines powered up. You are drifting, aren't you? Oh yeah, that is true. Okay. So uh, yeah, we'll uh, put stealth back on once we're drifting. Okay. You've got the stealth on. Your outside senses are, are dulled. You've still got some because the like is that good. <laughs> Which is lucky. Because you get towards the net and everybody tenses up. Arsenal's clench and everything. And you're looking around and you're keeping an eye on them, which is good because you see one of them, the eye, the beeping light on it, turns and follows you. And then it starts Wait. moving towards you. Act like an asteroid. Nope, it's moving towards us. It spotted us. So I'm going to accelerate. All right, you you have to drop out of stealth for that. Yep, well, we're going to have to. Well, it, depend. it depends. It might just be... No, I think they're magnetic. And those things explode. So, yeah, it's, I'm going you know, to accelerate. You know what would be really useful? Something to jettison out of the cargo bay, right? <laughs> Man, it sure would be good if we yeah. had some grenades right about now. Flares at that. get on the nuclear turret. Someone, anyone. Or, how far away is it? Well, you've lost sight of it behind the combing of the cockpit right now. Um, if you're accelerating, start accelerating. I'm going to accelerate away from Pilot Rob. Yeah. 17 on the plus 14. 20, 31. Right. All protocols got out the window at this point. You've lit every engine available. You've even got the fucking cookers in the kitchen. Angled 90 degrees facing backwards. <laughs> the but anything that isn't bolted down in the Leica has now been firmly pushed to the back. So there goes the peace lily. There goes the <laughs> And if Baff's not careful, because she does like to not be in her seat at critical times, it also goes Baff. <laughs> yeah, so she's also she also wasn't paying attention. Roger just okay. saw the magnetic mine drifting towards the ship and just put her foot down. Yeah. 
<laughs> literally just punched it, Chewie. Yep. <laughs> well, I guess that's the stealth element out. Your passive sensors. Hell, maybe even you've just got a fucking periscope for all I know. You look behind, and the mine has ceased following you and returned to its position. <sighs> well, that could have been worse. You, however, have clearly given up stealth at this point. Um, you know, but the alternative would have been to give up the hole. Yes. Oh no, we could have we could have just shot at it. The alternative was death. The alternative was a thermonuclear right. missile explosion. Oh no, we've got lasers. We'd put the Gatling laser in, but that's only forward mounted. Remember? Mm. I would have had to like flip the ship around. Yeah. Anyway, now that you're through the thing and your your eyesight isn't basically obscured by this net, you're in a very very small star system. There's a sun. There's two planets, one of which you could describe as Earth-like, with two moons, and the network of mines, and that seems to be it. Two planets. Wow. Two planets. Two planets, and one of them is two moons. <sighs> you don't know the okay. names of the planets, but because you're in the Thumia system, for the sake of the roleplay, the nearest one to the sun will be Thumia 1, and the <laughs> one near furthest away from the sun will be Thumia 2. Sorry about I reckon, that. Uh, I panicked a little bit. Um, I reckon probably head back into self-mode sharpish if we're approaching these planets. Well, I think um, the game's up at this point. Maybe, but that doesn't mean they have to know where we are now. Well, can should we, we scan them can first? We, we, okay, can we want to scan, actually? Well, okay, Baff, like, kicks her way out of all the crap that landed on her corner. Sorry, Baff! <laughs> and she goes, like, we should run a scan! <laughs> Make sure we're not being yes. followed. Yes, I agree. Do that now. Do it quick. All right. Go on, then. <laughs> uh, oh, 90, 29. Oh, fine. You do a quick scan. And the shipping in this sector is very, very limited. Compared to where you were at Gull, where it was like you literally had to dodge ships, there's like three vessels. One of which is coming your way. It has deviated from its flight course and seems to be heading for where, well, at least where you were when you came through the net. You are too far away to figure out what it is. Right. And there's nothing around us now that we can hide behind. It's open space. Yep. We could try and get into orbit around one of those moons. We could try and make a run for it. We're nice and quick, and we need to be. We can get into orbit around one of those moons, get into a stable orbit, and then shut down back in stealth mode. There's a chance they might overlook it. It's mm. unlikely they're going to. They're probably going to be on the hunt. This isn't going to be where they're going to run past us. Depends how competent they are. Enough to set up interplanetary web of mines and lasers. Well, anyone, anyone can do that. How about this? <laughs> we we know this is this is the domain of a warlord. We are, for all intents and purposes, mercenaries. We've just come to offer our services. We've heard the getting's good. And we can get their attention, if we have to, by admitting that we know a little bit about the organization. And look how easily we got through your security. We're very handy in a bit. very handy. We're very good at this stuff. We're professionals. Bold play. I am a kobold. You know, I think... <laughs> I think this beta guy might appreciate a bit of... Um, <laughs> a bit of iron balls, as it were. <laughs> None of us have balls on the ship at the moment, so... Radar's not here. <laughs> <laughs> Baffy, you're going to need to be the captain, though. Also, we need to make this this, this place look a bit more mercenary. It's a bit too clean and um, well-kept at the moment. I'm sorry, Baff. We're going to need to dirty it up a bit. Oh. Uh, oh, we're, bit, we're being scanned again. Yeah. The ship has adjusted course to intercept where you are. It's going to cut you off. We should make the first move. Let's, um, let's help. Now, let's, let's... Resolved. Oh, come on. It appears to be what you could describe as a destroyer. Oh. Okay, well, let's change course to face then. Yeah, we should. I mean, we probably aren't going to try and outrun this guy in his own backyard, so let's let's just take him head on. Okay. 
Buffy, I'm gonna I'm gonna lead you to do the talking if that's okay. Absolutely, no problem. Um, V, could you get me? I'm. Uh, could you give me one of your skills. skulls? Hmm? What? He's <laughs> just like clearly setting up full forge shield and like. Yeah, probably a good idea. Um, yeah. Ryder's gonna get her eye patch that she only wears on hand. <laughs> Baff, Baff takes one of these skulls and looks like a cubone. <laughs> You'd be, be gentle with that one. It's the cleanest one you had. You sure that's clean, Baff? That all clean, all clean. It could be one of his molts. <laughs> <laughs> that would actually probably be preferable. Ryder trots in with her eye patch and she's like, ah, Hire me, hearties. We come looking oh, for booty. Just, just oh, wearing, God, no, I'll uh, do the talking. Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Uh, she's so, we're, so what has the Lyca done, sorry? It's, uh, uh, it's turned to face the destroyer. Yeah. Are you flying towards it? Yes. Not super aggressively, but with purpose. Okay. <laughs> well, no, we are full forge shield. Well, no, we want, we, full forge shield, we want to hail them as well before we, like, you know. You detect an energy surge within the heart of the destroyer. Let's... And now that it resolves in front of you, it doesn't look like a starship you've seen before. It looks... It looks like an angry scarab beetle. Hmm. Oh man, that's a nice style. We haven't done uh, a ship encounter like this since the first campaign. I know. It's kind of a. I'm a little bit pleased you didn't just go stealth again. Um, yeah, I was getting to play play with this. <laughs> I was getting I was getting a bit <laughs> bored of doing that, if I'm honest. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a little. That's why I sort of imposed the whole "you can only do it for so long" sort of thing. Yeah. Because if you could just drop out of existence when you like. Disappear. Everyone would be Ryder, yeah. and that wouldn't do it all. <laughs> where did, they, where did they come from? The ship itself seems to have come from one of the moons around. Um, what did I call it? Thumia Three. That's obviously where where anything of any two. Is. Thumia Two. There's only two yeah, planets. Thumia Two, Thumia two yeah. um, which is the one further out. That's the Earth-like one with the two moons. Yeah. So Thumia Two looks like the place where we want to be getting to, since they came from there. Mm. We yeah. could try fighting these guys, or we could try outrunning them and get to the planet's surface. Mm. We should hail them uh, anyway, though. Let's, let's yeah, hail them. Here we go. You hail them? Yeah, we give them a hail. Alright. There is no response. Uh, uh, different frequency? No, there is no response. We'll just send a message. Um, we seek an audience with... with uh, Archon Beta. No, but we don't know that he's the Archon. Well, I guess we would know, yeah. We seek an audience with the Archon. We have information that they might find of great use that's just a text message it's not we aren't saying that there is a flash of light from one of the starboard well wingtips if you will and the Leica shudders with a blow oh shit we pissed it off are we in combat you are, are in combat or? now oh. I need all of these extra d6 as a small nuclear weapon goes off under you <laughs> ah the Leica takes 20 points of damage let the record show I specifically blame Baff for this. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> 20 is absorbed by your forward forward shield. Forward hey, shield, yeah. yeah Didn't you divert all of the... Uh... Yes, uh, yeah, yeah, forward, yeah. Forward, forward shields. In anticipation of maybe just turning up and yelling at them wouldn't work. That's a really good call. Muscles me. What, sorry, what are your shields on currently, then? The character shield I've got here says 35. What were the shields at initially, um, V? Uh, 140 is the shield total. Yeah, so does the sh does the shifting to front literally just take it like one for one? Yeah, so you basically you can divert everything to one particular section of your shields, but it leaves all three other sections completely undefended. Okay. 
You take 20, so the shield's leaving you at 120. And now it's initiative. Okay. Oh boy. It got 24. So, so it's how do we roll initiative for the ship? I guess it's the, the pilot, right? It's your speed plus a d20. Speed is 13 on this uh, sheet. I got an 18. Plus 13, 18, 28, 31. So the Leica is going first. This angry, dark, almost made of stone, it looks like. Now you can see it in the, the front view screen. Machine is hurtling towards you. Okay, Ryder is going to do some evasive manoeuvres and try and like, hook around behind it. We don't have a table to do this on. Um, so the way I'm going to work this is you need to roll a d20 and get your speed or under in order for that manoeuvre to be successful, or I'm going to say it gets a free shot at you. And likewise, it will do the same thing and you'll get a free shot at it. Alright. Just to keep it fast and simple with the stats we've got. Sure. Well, is V diverting um, all of the shields around again before that happens? Well, okay. Yeah, so now we'll break this up then. We'll do like a crew phase and then your move phase and that's your turn. So crew okay. phase, which is now... V, what are you doing with the shields? Alright, 60 forward, 20, 20 sides, uh, 20 aft. Okay, and you're keeping track of that, yeah? Uh, I'm keeping track of it, yeah. Oh, well, you, no, so yeah, you do as well. Let V do it, yeah. Okay. Baff, uh, are you mm -hmm. giving any captain orders? Uh, at the moment, we're just trying to get out, right? So... Baffy, Baffy, get on the gun, start shooting back! Oh, that's true, actually. Okay, okay Baff's gonna jump on the gun. Oh, you're in rider's seat, a uh, radar seat. Yeah. There is a worn mm -hmm. butt groove. <laughs> a very popular seat. And, and a uh, tail groove. Yeah. Which Baffy is now going to just flatten. Yeah. Uh, you ruined my groove. Radar's like, he's got a real flat butt, so it's not that shit going on anyway. Yeah. Right, so you hop into the seat. That would be your crew action. Yeah. You'll shoot in the ship phase. Um, and then, Ryder. Yes. Piloting roll. Yeah, piloting roll to move. This will put you on the flank. It will be another turn to get behind it, and it will have a chance to move as well. Okay, so, so this ship has got a plus three to its piloting modifier. What does that mean? All right, I'm just going to chuck that on the speed then and say you need 16 or under to get. Oh, okay. Nice and simple. All right, so... I am, just... In case you can't tell, I am fudging the space combat. Whatever. No, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. As long as it's working, it's fun. You know? mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, you also have plus one to piloting. In the notes. Yes. Eleven. There you go. Yes, you go. flip the, the Leica over in a, a half roll, dip under the, the ship as it's coming. It looked it, The ship didn't even blink. It looks like it was just going to run you down. It is bigger than you are. <laughs> and you roll up, and you're currently on its flank, halfway round to it. It's on your right-hand side. You are on its right-hand side. So you're passing one another currently. You are a beam, to use a nautical term. Okay. Right. And then Baff... Mm -hmm. Shooting, shooting time. All right, it's time to do some shootings. Shoot out. Yep. So we've got the chain cannon and we've got the tactical nuclear missile launcher turret. <laughs> to be honest, I think we should start hard. Yeah, yes. they, they started off on you, so it's only yeah. Well, which is also the, the guns only cover the forward arc, whereas the nuclear turret is a turret. Mm -hmm. right, well, we are we are facing them like head on though, right? No, you are now yeah. a, to the side of them. You are a beam. Let them up, Barf. All right, done. What do I roll for that one? Uh, that would be your ballistic to hit, and then the damage is 5d8 if you hit. Uh, ooh, 17, 21. Let me know if you get an at 20. No, I didn't. Uh, but I did get a 30, 33. 33? 17 plus my um, range attack 4, and then plus my 21. dex. No, plus your dex bonus. Oh, sorry. 
Yeah. Uh, they don't have one then, so yeah. Because that would have made you a better shot than Radar. And yeah, I, yeah. I, I, as a player, cannot allow that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's still a really good hit, though. So you fire off uh, a nuclear missile. The way I like to imagine it is a bit janky. You've got to basically wire guide it onto the thing, like with a PS4 controller. Um, <laughs> but the beautiful thing about a nuclear weapon is you don't have to be too precise. Hmm. This thing slams, well, it looks like it slams into the side of the ship, and there is a blinding flash of light. Roll your damage, please. 5d8. <laughs> All right. I got 21. <laughs> nice. So, there's a blinding flash of light, Then after a moment it clears. You look down, and there is a big gouge taken out the side of this vessel. And we breached their hull. On your... Yes, you can see, well the inside of it, which sort of glows a bit red and you can't really make out too much detail because there's still a lot of smoke from the explosion. But as it moves around, a couple of things. One, make a perception roll. Everyone will just yeah. baff. Just baff. Baff's the one in the target. Oh, okay. Just right. baff. Baff's got a... Baff's in the periscope. Good, because I got four. So. 24. Oh, God, imagine oh, if it's like a periscope. It's like a ship's torpedo. Um, <laughs> you got what, sorry? 24. 24, that's enough. So you know how, like, Minecraft is made out of squares? Hmm. This thing looks like it's made out of hexagons. Hmm. And you, you've destroyed, well, a lot of hexagons. But there's no... It's not like you've broken half of them. It just looks like those hexagons have been removed. And then as you're watching, it starts to heal. Is there anything inside? Or is it like a Lego block ship thing? It looks sort of hollow inside. Um, you can see what look like delicate sort of electrics and they start moving a little bit and the ship starts to heal. Oddly enough as well, the ship looks like it's made out of stone. Yeah, I'm going to do a mysticism check. This sounds, like, this sounds like more organisation yeah. uh, Cobra shit. Make, make, a, make a mysticism check. <laughs> We're fighting the flying giant's causeway. Oh, it's a nat 20. Uh, plus, for mysticism, 26. Yeah, so 26 for that. This is not a starship you are fighting. Yeah, this is a construct. Is it a drone? This is a construct, and it looks like a drone. She, so yeah, she turns. She turns. Going to the other one. So, this isn't. This isn't a spaceship. This is like. It's like a flying golem. This isn't real. What? What do you mean it's not real? They just shot a nuke at us. Well, the nukes are real, but the ship isn't real. There's no. There's a reason they didn't hail us back. Well, keep shooting it until it's a real pile of dust. Okay. Fire another nuke at it. Well, it's it's for its turn now. But it's but it's it's it is rebuilding itself. So she's like, also like, it's healing itself. Is it? Is it doing it fast? Like, how fast are we talking here? Uh, roughly 2d6 worth of turn. Um, so, <laughs> yes, fast. What? Yeah, I was going to say, if we, if we can blow another hole in it, so I'm well, getting a suit real quick, jumping across to it and disabling it from the inside. Does it have any kind of like thruster situation going on? You can't see any engines. Right. This thing's just being, this thing's just being like mystically formed and attacking us with it. It's probably not even a real ship at all. Well, if you'll allow it to have its turn. No, we're going to get shot at. That's real. It turns, but not in the traditional sense. The hexagons rearrange it, rearrange the shape of it, and it basically reverses on the spot. Oh, nice. Like pulling a jumper inside out. Yeah. Literally, it does that. It just goes... It's coming back the other way. And it makes a turn towards you, and it succeeds. It is now still on your right-hand side, but it's looking at you. And it fires its other weapon. With, I say it's looking at you. It doesn't have a face. It's entirely blank at the front. But that blankness, all of a sudden, bits of it start shooting out at you, and there's thousands of them. Wait, like the rocks are firing off at us? 
Yeah, the little hexagons are being propelled at you at speed. Oh, Incoming! She shields up! It shields up! This is coming in on the right hand side. That's, that's against 20 shields right hand side. 25 damage on the right hand side. Oof. And I rolled on that one to see if any of them were critical, so none of them are critical. 95 total. Yeah, so these things, these things have no explosive component. It's literally, it appears to be just solid matter, and it's just, it's spitting them at you. And the shields buckle on that side of the Leica and then give, and you sadly can hear a few heavy thuds on the hull. How, how far is the ship from us? It's closing on you now. It is probably half a kilometre. Mm. You, you can still safely make right. it. <laughs> yeah, um, I they're only tactical. Something, something's going to be controlling this. I figure our best bet are either to try and get some, get some on board it and save it from the inside, run, or just keep nuking it until there's nothing big enough here. Whatever's controlling it probably came from that moon. But if we can, can get there, a, can you do a psychic scan and try and find out what's um, what's controlling it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, what do I want to give for that, Ty? Uh, so, Psychic Scan, you're pulling your magic mind bullshit. You're okay. pulling your magic spaceship bullshit! Yeah, it's, it's more than we're fighting a spaceship made of fucking Lego that has no engines, so we're... <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the way that the word spaceship is being used for it. Let's continue. Yeah, I mean, like um, I said, yeah, it so seems like a space, like a golem type thing. It, 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 it basically, you got it in on the first pass. It's yeah. a construct. Uh, mm -hmm. 28. 28. So, you, you don't think you're going to get much luck with this. Constructs... Because they're, they're of singular purpose and are basically pre-programmed, it would be like trying to have your Windows 10 PC interface with a typewriter. There's just no connection. Right. And so you, you, you scan it. And so you you've, you've never dropped a Windows 10 PC on a typewriter before. Okay. Uh, <laughs> there's definitely, definitely some interfacing there. Or vice versa. <laughs> yeah. You can't get a handle on this, but oddly, you could probably get a handle on its maker. Yeah, that's what I wanted. I wanted to figure out where it was coming from. This this thing has been in space aeons. It's another old piece of technology. You try and reach like out, basically using your magic mind bullshit to move through the mists of time. I am a mystic. I will have you put some respect on that term. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you use your incredibly powerful, entirely well-deserved magic mind bullshit. Thank you. To... Wait. <laughs> <laughs> trying to decipher this, and I'm trying to think how to phrase it right. Um. You find yourself suddenly taken out of existence, and you're on a mindscape. And you've you've been in one of these before. You're, this is you've seen this. This is how the universe tells you what has happened. And you're looking at what I can only describe as tall, vaguely humanoid shapes made entirely of this frosted glass, almost spiky and, and pointed, moving around very very slowly touching uh, like a control pad you could guess and then this thing being constructed in front of it and then you're back in the gun's gunner seat right this um well it's fired and that's right it's our turn whose turn is it it's now your turn so it's now crew turn and okay. then ship turn. are you going to tell us what you saw yeah, yeah i just want to make sure that we weren't going to get shot while she was talking about it um no no, no i pause i pause time okay go on. this thing isn't it's a bit like um like fly guy it's not a, it's not a real ship and even if we take it out, it'll probably just rebuild itself. Whoever's controlling it is immensely powerful. We need to find them rather than fighting this thing. 
we can outrun it, but otherwise we would just be taking chunks off it for it to rebuild itself. Well, the shields are down. If you want to make a run for it, we've got to do it now. Let's head for that moon. Aye, aye. Adjusting heading. Alright, if we're doing that, then I'm going to take our remaining shields, 50 rear. Yep, sounds good to me. Yep. Alright, so, right, anybody else doing anything before the ship moves? Because once we start moving the ship, I say you can't retroactively go back and do stuff. I don't like that. Yeah. I don't feel like we can. I mean, me personally, I don't feel like we're going to be fighting this thing and win if it's just going to keep rebuilding itself and it's doing enough damage to mean it's going to be a drag out fight. We could probably just make a run for it. So, where is the, the moon in relation to which way we are facing at the moment? It's in front of you. I was right in it front came, of us. It came from the moon and you flew towards it. Okay, so we don't need to do like uh, a flip and burn. It would. You just need to do a straight move, which isn't even a pilot roll because you're going in a straight line. Yeah, because I'm just looking at all of the the movements yeah. and stunts and shit, and there's like loads of calculations you need to make by tier, and I, I can't be yeah. fucked with that. Yeah, don't 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 use the rule book. We're doing okay. our own. Okay. Um, if you wanted to fly defensively, however, so you you know get there perhaps without just being intercepted by several nuclear missiles, you'd need a, another maneuverability roll. Okay, well, sounds good to me. I'll do piloting roll and I'll fly evasively. So oh, another yeah, piloting roll. Could we fly this thing into the into the um the mine array? Uh, I think there'd be something in place to stop that from happening. I'm saying maybe it wouldn't follow us. Maybe we could get it to blow itself up on it. Just just a thought. Just a thought. If it comes down to it, it's always an option. Yeah. Mm. But for now, let's uh, let's uh, run away heroically. <laughs> we're not running away. We're hiding. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's way more heroic. <laughs> It is when I do it. <laughs> okay, is that um, is that what everyone wants to do on crew roll? Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, put 15 to aft shields, 15 forge shields, and 10 for the rest. Raka, that's probably the best out we've got, but... Okay, yeah, well, I'm going to try and fly evasively so we don't get hit by any more nukes in the butt on the way out. Right, so it's another maneuverability roll, which is the ship's got speed 13, your thing gives you plus 3 from the modifiers, and 1 from the notes, so 17 or less again. Okay. No, no situational modifier. Seventeen. That is a five on the dice. You, yeah, yeah, you got a seventeen or under. That's yep. a pass by twelve. So yeah, you you could just burn for the moon, but this thing it intercepted you. It fired nukes into your face. It, you know, you don't just want to fly in a straight line. And now and we don't want to get spanked with a nuclear missile on our way out. That's good call. Yes, because now you get a reflex save against anything it fires at you. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> which will be a straight 13 unmodified or less. It moves to follow you, uh, reforming again. So it was coming where you were. It doesn't turn. It just like pulling a jumper inside out, but sideways. I really like it. That's really cool imagery. I like that. Yeah. It doesn't move according to physics. That much mass and weight should, there should be like slewing, like the Leica does. But it doesn't. It just goes... <laughs> yeah. This way we'll find out the entire moon's made out of this stuff. Oh Christ! Oh no! <laughs> RJ, have a fucking plot point. Oh no. God damn it! Lots <laughs> of small things that fuck. Maybe you should just avoid them entirely. You, you, you have that thought. You keep it to yourself. You don't share it with the crew. The rest of you fuckers don't know. All right. So, the thing fires at you, uh, and it's firing a little differently this time. You detect a massive energy spike behind you, and a casual observer might notice that actually a lot of the vessel just breaks away and vanishes, just winks out of existence. Hmm. But three missiles, or projectiles, anyway, big ones, like it fired at you first, it fires at you. Nope. One is a hit. The second one is also a hit. Now, Where's it hitting? 
in the ass. Uh, my um, ass. Cipher. So, <laughs> yes. You've got. You can use two evasion rolls here, but the second one will be half of what the first was, and if you kept doing it, the third would be half the second, and so on, because you're under that much pressure. So the first roll, if you wish to dodge the first missile that's going to impact you, it's 13 or less on the d20. Okay. And what's the second one going to be? Seven or less. Seven or less. Yeah. Okay. Rolling to evade the first missile. Yeah. 17. <laughs> the first missile has hit you and rolled to evade the second. Okay. The second. One. Okay, you dodged the second one, but the first one gets a mighty hit. Excuse me while I pick up this bucket of dice. Oh. <laughs> the first one just blasts it out of the way of the second one. <laughs> make it up, make a perception roll. Okay. 21. On your radar screen, as you see the little red dots heading towards the little green dots, and you're the, the little green dot, you see one of them push the other missile out of the way. The other missile winks out of existence. And the first, the one that pushed it out of the way, hits you. Stop. <laughs> uh, so, that's 73 damage. Holy oh, shit, I. <laughs> yeah, but we only have 50 red shields. Okay, so 20, what did I say, 73? 73 here. Yeah. So, 23 of that will go onto the hull. The hull's already taken 5 from 65, so you're down to 43. Okay, we can't. We can't. We're more hit like that, we're dead. <laughs> yeah, we can't keep risking these hits. We've got to do something about this. And. The warning light in front of you, Ryder, has lit up. We're taking too much fire here, Baffy. Uh, see if you can disable it or something. The sensors and the power core are glitching. Oh. Well, we need that to live. Well, I'm sure you've got someone on board who can reroute power to the emergency. Have I... Whatever. Have I put it on record that I blame Baffy for it? Stop <laughs> blaming other people for us dying. <laughs> Fee's got us in so much trouble, but the one time we get shot out of the sky, it's my fault. Ryder, can I also have a pilot roll, please, from the horrendous smack up the ass you just took? Oh no. Why is everyone always smacking my ass? Minus ten. <laughs> Minus ten? You got hit with a fucking nuke. You've been cast to the four fucking winds. Yeah, you're right. Well, good thing I rolled a 19 on the dice. Plus piloting of 14. Minus ten from that. 23. 23. <laughs> That's fine. Um, it's a whack. It's the Star Trek thing, a couple of panels explode, the cable falls from the sky, the doors through the hole. Um, Ryder squirts the nearby fire with her little pocket fire extinguisher. You are flying the ship right now, you've got to use both yeah. hands, both feet. <laughs> Actually, with a tail. There's... She'll do it with a tail. Do you know what, for a, for a bit of flavour, Radar's station is on fire, so that's the one that baffs at. <laughs> um, anyway, that was <laughs> its turn. <laughs> The energy signal on your radar screens has significantly diminished. From from what? It from was a massive radar energy signature. So we can assume it's, it's been forward. using parts of itself to attack us. Or it's yes. running out of power. This is consuming a lot of energy for it to move like yeah. this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems one, like one more hit like that and we're dead like Disco. We need to get out of here. Yeah. Yeah, let's just, let's just make a run for it. More of a run for it. So what is everyone yeah, make doing? make a bigger run for it. These uh, uh, diverting 35 to Achilles. So the ash shields are now at 35, is that all you've got left? That's all we've got left. Basically changed, reconfigured the You've done the, the shields, the Ryder, you're doing another fly move? Yep, more fly moves away right. from whatever this yeah. is. Since I'm, we're doing I'm knocking, it's a 16 around now because you've taken a bit of damage. Uh, yeah, okay. Three. Yeah, alright. Um, even though it's been nuked twice, been machine gunned, 
had a lot of hits on it. The hull's been breached in several places, and you're pretty sure that V's nice engineering hammock that he had in the engineering room has been shredded. <laughs> um, you've boosted the Leica, and you are out accelerating this thing. Come on. But it is literally <laughs> like this. If it was at, like a movie, the camera would be doing the camera shake sort of thing. Everything's <laughs> vibrating, you know. The engines you are, are screaming. You are <laughs> flying the Leica apart. <laughs> Baff, what are you doing? Baff pulling out the fire at her station. No, that does. You don't have to. Um, well, she doesn't have anything else to do right now. Like, like mm -hmm. firing on this thing oh, while okay. we're trying to escape. Can we do I mean, that? You could shoot Why not? Oh, okay. oh, we can. Sure. I didn't know if we were putting yeah. all power no, you... thrusters or whatever. This it's a nuclear missile. You just literally light a match under it and off then it goes. Then it's time to shoot nukes. Yeah. <laughs> so fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah. Um, that's still a hit. You swing the periscope around, ignoring the small fire that's raging in the panel on the right, but that's alright, that's just the safeties. Um, mm. You look through the thing, and what's left of this, I'm just going to call it the fucking beetle, is basically one-eighth of the size it was. You took a bigger chunk out of it with the previous missile hit. And you, fire, you pull the lever, you fire off another missile, it arcs over the Leica, and hurls back towards this thing, and it doesn't even attempt to dodge. Roll, to, roll damage. Oh, thank God. <laughs> give me my, my D10s. No, 19. Oh, really? Yeah? Wait, was do it 5 Do you have any radar points to reroll one of those dice to get a higher result? Yeah, I do. I'm going to use the radar points. You better fucking cash them in because you're going to shit bricks if you don't get this. Oh, you're okay. <laughs> uh, oh, it's a 7, so shit. What did I say before? 19. 19, so minus 1 is 18. 18 plus 7, uh, 25. Thank fuck. Right. <laughs> the missile slams it in the face and it just vaporizes. The flash of light is about eight times what it should be for a nuclear missile detonation. <laughs> Whatever you hit, it's clearly vital. Uh, and it has thrown the Leica riding it on a, a bow wave of an explosion. So I need another pilot roll, but we are now at a combat. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Did we blow up their magazine? You don't know. This thing doesn't obey the normal rules for a starship. Well, are we, gonna, are we still going to aim for the moon or go to the planet? You Well, that's just it. Um, you are it now in the gravity of that moon. That's a 30 <laughs> for piloting. Oh, sorry, minus 10 because of the damage. To that's the a 20 for piloting. <laughs> that's not bad. The Leica is slipping from under you, control-wise. You, you are struggling a bit. Come on, Leica, fly! The moon appears to have an atmosphere. You, now that you're here, you can see clouds. Okay, I'm going to try my best to point the the flat bottom of um, Leica towards the atmosphere, so we we don't burn up. Yep, you're gonna, you're trying for a re-entry, basically. Yep. Yeah. Right, uh, with half the engines on fire and right. Well, the cockpit's <laughs> burning. Um, Thirty-five to forward shields. All right. The you swip. Do you swip? You swip to the forward shields. I'm going to roll for your power. No, but you know what? I'm going to let you roll for the power. Roll a percentile, please, V. That is... 21. The shields wink out. Uh, well, and it does that whole sort of, like, vapour burning off sort of thing. Well, and bits of shit burning off. Yeah. Ryder is very, very much busy in the in the pilot seat right now, and you all can feel the slow rattle of a ship entering atmosphere, not entirely in control. Also, radar station is still on fire. I'm pulling it out! <laughs> Alright, can I have a fight fire roll? Yeah. Um, Actually, no way, I can I can use hazard and just make water appear five feet of me. 
That is a terrible plan in a room full of electrics. Okay, what yeah. what do you what what foam? Foam, I'll make foam appear. You could make what? No, I can't make foam appear, I'm kidding. No. Uh but I did but I did get a fourteen for my fight fire off. Alright, you you're like, I know, I'll beat it out. And you run to your closet to get a piece of clothing to beat it out, and then you stop halfway and you're like, No, that's stupid. So you go into Ryder's room and get one of her body pillows. <laughs> oh thank god. <laughs> Just sit on it. <laughs> I made a porcelain, that won't help. You proceed to start you you control the fire but you can't seem to put it out. Um, pretty soon also like bits of feathers and fluff are flying the damn ship right now. You do not get to see this. <laughs> <laughs> Beth comes by and goes, Ryder, which is your favourite character, Silas or... Uh... <laughs> I'm busy right now, Beth. We put a pin in this conversation. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, Silas, why? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, V, you've still got the power from the shields. It just seems like the sensors themselves, the projectors themselves are damaged rather than the loss of power. You can direct that to other things if you wish. Uh, that shield power is just for spitting to your shields. Oh, then you've, you've got a backup battery that you, without some wiring you can't really do much with right now. So, you got a warning light in the power core, which is now malfunctioning. You've got a warning light on the everyone. <laughs> you do, but most of them are glitches. This is a malfunction. The main power core is malfunctioning, and the Leica is hurtling towards the ground. V? <laughs> what do you think one means about it? Whose fucking bright idea was it to fly? Fix it, fix it, fix it, fix it, fix it! Fix it, fix it, fix it! That's like halfway through, like, trying to put out the fire with Silas' face and going, like, there's no time for finger pointing, just do something! <laughs> Probably that's the best that we're gonna get out of this is if I can get power to an auxiliary. Yes, and to do that, you'll need to go into the engineering room. Reese's, <laughs> like, V knows exactly how this ends. <laughs> <laughs> this is not going to be a repeat of the, the fucking. Uh, it's going to be exactly a repeat of that because there's still there's still nothing to actually like attach yourself to down there. And also, they don't we, even have their hammock anymore because now that's shit. V's just going to sprint through the ship down to the engine room. Yeah, the Vesk makes a very, very, very determined, speeded leap of the bridge through the thing. You get to one of the corridors and it is depressurized, but you basically just knuckle through it. You just go. <gasps> Hold your breath, open, step through, close the door, move to the next bit. That's pressurized, go through that. You get okay. to the engineering room, and it's not as bad as the Redax would have suggested on the bridge, but it is definitely malfunctioning. You uh, can make an engineering roll, three succession, you need to pass a threshold of 25. Okay, well, the first roll was a natural 20 plus 10. Okay. For engineering, so that's 30. 30, that's one. And then. Uh, five for the second one, so that's fifteen. And then four. Third one, so that's twenty uh fourteen. So fifteen, fourteen, thirty. Do you only have like no well, you, you roll five, there's not really much I can do. Um, oh wait, uh how many times are rolling? You gotta you need to pass another two times and you've got another three attempts to do it before I do something. <laughs> uh, uh so that's eighteen, so that's twenty eight. That's two. Uh thirteen, twenty three. Okay, so you got two, so it's not as bad as it could have been. Um, but, Ryder, yes. the helm doesn't seem to be responding to your inputs at the moment. Nah. You are coming in at the wrong angle, far too steep. If you don't correct this, the Leica will 
burn up in the atmosphere. Okay, do we have any, um, like, mechanical flaps that I can deploy that don't need uh, power? You've got the uh, aerodynamics. We should still have power, but we just don't have enough to fly properly. The thing's malfunctioning. You've... I need something that can be done with a, a lever. You do have the aerodynamic things, but so they're, the sort, they're the sort of ones you deploy after you've slowed down in the atmosphere, because otherwise they'll just rip off. You think you might, if you can... You can trim it, and you can extend the uh, Lycos wings fold in and out. Yeah, give it a bit of rudder. <laughs> I'll try, yep. Pilot roll. Pilot roll. So that is 11 plus 14, 25. That's enough. You're trying you... to side slip. Yeah, it, it slewing into the atmosphere just to create a little more drag without ripping anything vital off of the vessel. It seems to be responding. With that, you actually manage to bring the nose up a little bit, but the fire... It's, it's doing the red-hot thing. Um, which is a little bit of an issue, considering that some of the ship is now unpressurised and has yep. holes that literally vent out into nothing. Yeah. So, now it's into the next bit. Bath, you've controlled the fire. It's now just smouldering. Um, the body pillow, I'm afraid. <laughs> Silas, <laughs> no Silas didn't make it. Oh. Um, I will you're, you're, uh, <laughs> I mean, admittedly, you're in the middle of an emergency, but you, I guess you, you have an, some actions now if you want to do them. Uh, <laughs> There's not a whole lot we can do. The, the, we're we're free-falling. I don't have any abilities that I can do anything like with this at the moment. What I can really do, I guess, is... Well, no, I can't really do that. Um, no, I just have to hold action. I can't do anything right now. Okay. Um, Ryder, you've done your, your pilot roll. V, yes. Uh, right, when we pass through into normal atmosphere, deploy the wings, put as much trim in as possible, and I can't them now, all the, they'll break off. Oh no, once, once we're into normal atmosphere, we'll have slowed down enough to deploy them, and you can trim it out without Your angle is far too steep still. You are at 60,000 meters and descending. So, if you're still trying it, you're going to need another three rolls. 25 to beat. Well, the first one was a one, so... Okay, you got four uh, you, can use, you can use the last radar point, though. 26. That's uh, one. 25, uh, 60. You got one more. Two. Yeah, this is a good one. <laughs> do you want to use a radar point? Yes. Roll it. How do you roll radar points? You just get, it's a re-roll of a dice. Uh, re-roll the one. <laughs> no, that was, uh, luckily that was a 16, so. 26 in total, yeah? Yeah. Right, you do it. You go down oh, and... You basically, you tie all the pipes at the relevant points, you, you tuck all the cables back where they're supposed to be. And with a very, very large hammer, you just whack the reactor. And on the bridge, uh, Ryder, the nose suddenly responds to your inputs. <coughs> I'm going to um, tug up very, very um, sparingly. <laughs> <laughs> Pilot roll. Okay, 14 plus 14. 28. Okay, minus 10 still. Minus 10. 18. Mm. Right. The, the warning system on your console has just given up at this point. Um, but the nose and the angle of attack are now appropriate for re-entry into the atmosphere. The problem is that it's a really fast re-entry. You are coming in at a rate of knots. A little hot. You need, you need to slow the fuck down. Okay, but we have control over the ship now. Yes. Okay, I guess more rudder then, just to try and slow down. Yep, yeah. so you're still coming in. Make another pilot roll. Okay. So now 20, uh, 14? 24. Yeah, 24. 
Okay, it's good. She's responding, and two more. Two more. Two more. You are getting very close to the ground. Yep. Uh, sixteen and fourteen minus ten. Twenty. Yeah, twenty again. And one more. One more. One more. It's looking good. Fucking up, dice. Nineteen <laughs> again plus um, your 14. dice need to be checked for their weighting. Um, <laughs> good dice, these metal ones. The Leica slams, not hard, but slams, into the water. Doesn't sink, doesn't submerge, skips off of it like a stone. The impact, however, still does 14 points of damage to the hull, further injuring the vessel. The wings, you, you deployed the wings when it was appropriate. You've got some control, but it's juddering. You are approaching a landmass in front of you. Hang on to something, ladies. Brace, brace, brace. And the ship loses its velocity. Skips on the water a second time. Third time. Digs in. Up onto the beach. Oh. Oh. Uh, and steams as the water literally boils around it. <laughs> And up in the cockpit, there is a, a tiny, wide-eyed otter just shaking and <laughs> trembling, holding the flight stick in a death grip. <laughs> um, should, I just roll, should I just roll for my requisite uh, V damage? Well, she, yeah, we're going to check if everyone's okay. Uh, no, V, you're actually fine. You, you, you know, full of Esquans, shame on them. Full of Esquans, <laughs> your dinner. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, Baff gets you, on the comms. Arthur will be okay. Yep. Anyone heard? Uh, oh, Baff, were you in your seat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she learned her lesson. Okay. Yeah, that's alright then. Yeah, everybody's like groggy and, and things. Riders, as Affa mentioned, probably the single most intense piloting you've ever had to do. Unless I'm wrong, and this is quite um, Well, we've had to outrun some shit once or twice, but that was the first time that Ryder probably hasn't felt like she's been in total control of the thing she's flying. Yeah. You, you were effectively shot down. Yes. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Soft landing, though. <laughs> okay. He's just like disappointed, sad. Best noises. This ship was actually in good condition for like all of one day. Yeah, we had the ship. We just got it. <laughs> we just got it. Fixed. Just got it fixed. <laughs> yeah. Well, guess where your uh, money for doing this job's going then? We are never taking another contract. <laughs> they do it on purpose. From the organization. <laughs> they do it on purpose. Actually, they, they like, go. They'll take thirty-five thousand credits worth of damage, so we'll give them thirty-five thousand credits. <laughs> well, it, it, anyway, we'll, we'll, we're wrapping up here, so we'll do a little bit of, of housekeeping before we end, actually. Yeah. So, V, I'm guessing you're going to do an immediate diagnostic on the ship. Yeah. Go on, then. Just finished it a while ago, but okay. Uh, it's, oh, it's 18 plus uh, 10 for engineering, so 28. Uh, it's not as bad as it looks. There's a hole in it. Yes. <laughs> But I've, I've already written down ship status fucked, so... <laughs> oh, you have to scribble it out and put slightly less fucked than you thought. Uh, what you might have to do is somebody's going to have to peel Ryder's hands off of those controls because, you know, it looks like rigor mortis is Oh, no, 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 no. Ryder, Ryder is now... She's doing, like, one of those saddest deaths in anime thing where she's, like, cradling the burnt face of Silas. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you said it didn't it's, matter. You said it was fine. <laughs> It's a body pillow, but it looks completely intact up until you get to the face bit, which is just broken. <laughs> <Yeah, everything laughs> <else is> <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I'll never forget you, Silas Sam. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll get you another one. Like Beth looks online, they're super expensive. They're like one of a kind. It's like, oh shit! Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> ah, her body, She said they were unique. Now they're extinct. <laughs> uh, is, sorry, is there any in-character questions or stuff people want to do? Literally, you are just now. If you want, you can dismount from the ship. The atmosphere is breathable. The first thing I'm going to do is another mission check. This is obviously not a, a normal place, and I don't want to be dealing with a planet like that ship that's going to attack us. So, big old mysticism check. Mysticism check, right? Uh, so you you dismount from the, the light, you jump down, yeah, you land in the the shallow surface of the thing, and it is all hexagons everywhere, as far as the eye can see. And you reach down and you touch the stones. Make your mysticism roll. All right, give me that twenty-one, twenty-two. You. Put your hand on it, and instantly the purpose of this place becomes clear. This is no moon. <laughs> and I'm going to leave it there. So, so Baff looks up and goes, This is no moon, and then the, we smash cut to darkness. Thank you for listening to Cosmopunk. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Check us out at Cosmopunk.net and follow us on Twitter at Cosmopunks with an S. And if you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to rate us on iTunes or tell your friends. We're still new to this and your support really helps. Intro and outro theme Vectrex by Reformat. Check out their album The Singularity at reformat.bandcamp.com. Once again, thanks for listening and we'll be back with more Cosmopunk in two weeks. <laughs>